0: process, technology, and culture to drive growth and protect business value. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at HitrustAliance.net. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com AskArdio by WSO2 is a developer-focused identity and access management solution. Offered as Identity as a Service, or IDAS, as Asgardio by WSO2 creates seamless login experiences to your apps in minutes.
1: Hello, you're very welcome to a new episode of Redefining Cybersecurity here on ITSP Magazine. This is Sean Martin, and we're all about operationalizing cybersecurity in the office, at home, in our personal lives, at work, wherever we are, Uh, cybersecurity is important. And it doesn't just happen magically. Uh, The the technology has a mind of its own sometimes, even though it's created by humans. And we humans need to understand how it works so that we can uh, put it in place properly as well. And it's all about the learning today. And uh, I came across came across a post on Twitter, I believe it was, uh, where somebody uh, noted that they were getting some f- new followers for their new YouTube channel, and I took a peek at it, and I was like, this is pretty cool stuff. <laughs> and I was like, I want to speak to the author of, of these videos, and uh, asked Sekora to join, and he is on with us today. Thanks for joining. Glad to be here. How are you doing, Sean? I'm fabulous better now that I get to chat with you i mean this this, <laughs> this is super cool i mean what you're doing is, is is amazing and it's all rooted in creativity and storytelling getting people engaged and and excited about uh what we do in this space and uh and learning in the process which is uh which is great so um, sure. before we before we get into the the channel and and all that's going on in there. Perhaps a, a brief peek into who Secora is and your journey leading up to uh, creating that YouTube channel.
2: Sounds good. So, hi everyone. I'm Sakura, a amateur YouTuber, as I coined myself, since I've like got less than a thousand subscribers. Really, what my channel is about and myself is just about hitting that beginners area to cybersecurity, kind of just teaching people who don't really know much about cybersecurity about topics that can help. Guide their journey. I found a lot of the videos I watched online were a little bit too vague. Maybe didn't quite touch on the right topics. Wasn't quite getting the retention. And I found that the best way to portray that was to work on making the viewers like interactive within the whole thing. Pretty much, so I put together my videos in a way where the viewers learn foundational steps by step working with just the theory, then working with some practical and then supporting that with relevant animations, graphics, live stuff that actually teaches the viewer what's going on under the hood. I like to call sort of build on myself in that sense. So the main thing I found that was important was the graphical side, because when it comes to, when it comes to actually learning something, the best way, in my opinion, is visual. Guided by the audio. And without the visual, you're just listening to someone talk like we are now. <laughs> so, really, what my channel is about, honestly, is just trying to bridge the gap from beginner to competent cybersecurity person. I tend to focus on pen test and stuff, so hacking as it would be coined, but um, that's more of a juvenile term, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but really, what it's about, like I say, is trying to arm the next generation of cybersecurity professionals in what they do and like i say in order for us to learn that the best ways for us to have quality material and i'm only an amateur in the sense but i'm constantly getting better at it and i've been working tirelessly the last few months on trying to put videos together although i've been a little bit quiet but overall, really what I'm about is um, just trying to teach everyone um, what they need to about cybersecurity one step at a time. Or as my motto says, um, ethical hacking one shell at a time, which is a, <laughs> a joke on effectively getting reverse shells on remote code execution. <laughs> so a little bit about me. Um, so I've been in the industry a couple of years now. Um, graduated top of my class in university a few years ago and just been working as a pen ever since really. Not that long, about two two years or so, actually less than that in as in a professional pen tester. But I like to think that I've moved quite quickly in the realms and learning and I cover more areas than I can when it comes to pen testing. And I'm slowly trying to cover those as I go along. I mainly focus on web stuff, but <laughs> like I say, just someone who's new to someone who's uh, new to YouTube, trying to make the best I can and constantly developing and learning, <laughs> learning as I go along, as I hope you guys learn along too. So really what my channel is about is just Bridge in the next level, the best
1: I can. <laughs> no, I love that, and I mean, I mean, you nailed it on the head. It's learning as we go along. I, uh, you, you've noted a couple times you're amateur. Um, I think we're we're all new at something when we start at something, right? And uh, I like that you kind of coined it as learning together, uh, constantly learning together. And one one thing that that caught my attention, and I'm looking at the the post that that triggered this for me and it says handcrafted animation. And that's what, that's what triggered me to say, Oh, let me go see what's Mm -hmm. going on over here (laughs) (laughs) because one, it takes uh, that takes extra time. Right. And, but if done well in the context of the story you're trying to tell, which maybe we'll talk about in a second um, Mm -hmm. can be super powerful. So, Talk to me about what, what drove you to kind of start handcrafting animations to help with, with uh, the, basically CTFs that you're, that you're showing. <laughs> you do a lot of yeah, hack, hack yeah. the box and things like that. So talk, talk to me about the handcrafted animation.
2: Yeah, yeah, no worries. So like I say, again, it's like getting that visual demonstration of the technical subject. And I find that having a handcraft animation that isn't just pictures moving along the screen gives a more personal feel. And the fact that I can make them myself means I can be creative. It means I can make the audience actually involved in what's going on and try and get some of the technical concepts across from my perspective. Um, if you look at some of my early um, Twitter um, <laughs> tweets, the animation was really rather terrible. I was looking for a few weeks ago um, and I'm thinking, geez, like I've come so far, even if I'm not as far as I'm today, like my animations were a little bit stuttery. They are a bit on, they were a bit. Online, unaligned, unbalanced, just not great. And I've improved so much since then. I've learned as I've gone along. But no, like I say, honestly, with the animations, the key thing is getting the audience, no matter what skill level they are, to learn something. And the reason I do animations is honestly because I find that's the best way to teach a technical subject. Using bullet points on a PowerPoint, you know, moving things across the screen can sometimes work. But understanding the nitty gritty bits of some technical concept, that takes. A lot of understanding obviously to decompartmentalize those stages can be complicated and therefore animating allows me to separate those separate stages and um, build it into an understandable story. For example, recently at work I found a number of critical vulnerabilities and I presented these at work um, and I never told anyone I was going to animate the whole thing and because I understood all the, understood all the uh, underlying technical bits I was able to animate it in a way where everyone could understand it, but also make it fun at the same time. So I took some, just some keywords within some of the animation bits, uh, some of the technicals, and made it fun. So I made, a, I can't go into details since, like I say, some critical vulnerabilities, but certain names of certain clients, tooling, um, some, ad- some Amazon bits in there too. I was able to make fun of those names and how they put together and then make a really nice, smooth animation. And some of the non-technical people I work with, who were in the presentation were like, well, that was crazy. Like I didn't think I actually understand how this works. And that really is the beauty of animation. You know, I, I understood the technicals, looked at the basic arch- architecture diagram, how things worked and then put it in such a way where everything could be explained by things moving along the screen, drawing. And honestly, it came out really well and everyone who watched it knew exactly what's happening because I did the animation first. Then I did the technical demonstrations of all the criticals I found. And then everyone was like, yep, makes sense. I totally get that. And it really helped me rather than having a really boring architecture diagram. So it's working both in my personal life, for YouTube and my professional life in work. Obviously, the two are kind of similar. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's been a journey and I'm constantly getting better. Honestly, it's, um, it's just been a great it's just been a great experience. And I'm just constantly moving at it, really. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and no, I love that. And uh, there's one in particular I was looking at. Uh, it was Web Fundamentals, uh, looking at HTTP, and mm-hmm. and and I mean, even even just myself, I, I'm somewhat technical, but uh, I'm not living it day to day. So, so I I, I understand <laughs> yeah. it, but not not uh, in in deep deep terms. And just the way you you draw and animate and the use of colors to show which parts are in the header, which parts are in the body, mm-hmm. where does the cookie live, those kinds of things for for the requests, for example. It's funny you mention that one. Because way, way that was one of my videos. Point, PowerPoint. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm.
2: It. Said, it's funny you mention that one because that was one of my first few videos I released. And that's actually the video I was referring to when I was like, oh, this animation's not okay. actually that good. But even though the animation wasn't amazing, you still understood. So the concepts behind it were still there. And the logic, if you just ignore the crappy drawings <laughs> and focus on what I'm actually doing and the data moving around and the state changes, obviously then it reinforces it in your mind. It's funny you mention that one as always, because uh, since then I've improved massively. <laughs> but for sure, it really helps. It really does help Like having those animations and those stages go through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and talk to me about maybe the... the because the story is, is the big part of this one in particular, it's a little over 22 minutes. Um, that, that's quite a story you're telling in there. Um, maybe talk to us about how, how you kind of organize the story you're going to tell. And is it in, inspired by um, things you're looking at already? So the animations and the, you know?
2: animations and the videos I put together, the story behind that is what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so simply I would take a concept something that I think maybe just isn't represented quite so well on YouTube, or I'm building a foundation. For example, there's lots of YouTube videos on HTTP, but obviously I want to build the foundation. I don't want to rely on anyone else's videos. So I try to build the foundation and say, okay, but let's assume no videos exist. I want to teach what HTTP is. And then off the back of that, then I can say, right, the viewer now knows what HTTP is. Let's now teach about cookies, security, cross-site scripting. So the way I approach it is, from a zero-knowledge basis, so at least I try to. So I will first of all pick a, pick a subject, which in my case is web fundamentals. Web security is an area that I'm quite quite big on. I enjoy it, and I think the availability of people to actually do web security is far easier than, say, Kubernetes or mainframe stuff. So it's a great topic to hit, really. So when it comes to me deciding, I pick a topic which is going to be relevant and actually help someone and try and present it in the best way I can. So I will first of all learn the technicals, the research stage, as you would call it. Um, Obviously, I know the topic first. Um, I go research it, find all the information about it because I don't want to be misrepresenting information. I don't want to tell someone, oh, this is true, when in fact it's false, just because I wasn't prepared. So I understand all the technicals first and then kind of storyboard what I want to do. So I look at, okay, what areas can I animate versus what areas can just be a a title? And in that case, I simply just uh, find those areas and say, okay, so now we know what areas I'm going to animate. I wanna go ahead and actually uh, figure out those individual smaller storyboards. So what's gonna be the first part? Well, the first part needs to be describing what HTTP is. And the second part needs to be then explaining what the purpose is, what it does, and then a very basic example of say HTTP in this case. So just kind of doing a very, very basic example, referencing it to how you know how web applications work and just using a browser and then build on that. You know, The animation starts off simply just sending a, re- a request and then looking at the response. And like I say, the, I wasn't a massive fan of the animation looking back, but obviously from your end, you've learned something from it. So sounds good to me, but (laughs) really it's a case of just compartmentalizing what, what the viewer needs to know and building on it as though they've never watched any videos on this before. So using existing knowledge, they may have, you know, very basic stuff, foundation, using a browser, going to a website. That's about as much as I assume the viewer knows. So I try and, of course, teach them the stuff they need to know and then take it forward minute by minute. And obviously, as the video progresses, the topics get more technical and I try and make sure that everything I include that's new information, I've backed up previously. You know, for example, uh, well, later on, we're looking at, like, certain requests which you probably never used and never see in a web application. Try and back that up again with, okay, this is basically the same as uploading a file, just has a different header kind of thing. So again, just really looking at what the viewer knows already and kind of working forward and my videos kind of play that storyboard of teach them this then now they know this teach them that and then kind of keep building so like I say with the animation I try and make it as clean as I can and as simple as I can, but also as visually entertaining as I can um, I haven't released a video yet but my SQL injection video um, that has got a lot of things which I talk about that and it is far better and I I've really made the effort to really get the viewers entertained. And I've had a dozen people review the video and all of them have been able to get through all 18 minutes of it. And that is a solid 18 minutes of pure me cutting every second out, not having a single second wasted. And they they were all retained throughout. And that had animations, code, live practicals, simple titles, it all amasses together to create a story. And again, I use the same concepts. I'm simply just taking a topic, SQL injection, assuming the viewer has very little knowledge of anything other than, you know, what, for example, a database is, they have a rough idea what a database might be, what it means, but I explained that too. Start from zero and build up, you know, what is SQL injection? What is the database? What is SQL? Let's look at how SQL works. Let's look at a demo of SQL injection. Let's use some blind injection, getting more and more advanced as we go along. And like I say, I have 18 minutes just chock full of, you know, no time wasted snippets. Um, And although that's a long time, I never aimed for that long. That's what it's ended up being. But I think those 18 minutes are a solid 18 minutes of pure learning. And I cover so many topics within those areas that anyone watching should be pretty competent afterwards. Hence why I'm gonna name the video something like, you know, um, Unleash the Paravascular Injection, because I truly believe that's what the video represents. Because from my end, you know, that's all I ever wanna teach teach the viewer. You know, if they have a job interview to prepare for, they watch my 18 minute video, they know everything. They're prepared. They're good to go. They have examples. They have code. They have practicals. They can practice at home. I release all the code on GitHub too, so they can go ahead and build it themselves. I keep it really simple, you know, because that's how I would like to watch videos. So hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, like I say, when it comes to my story, I just look at what I'm, I just figure out the topic, research it, storyboard it, find the key areas, storyboard those and animate them. Focus on the areas which are more important. I don't need to animate everything; it's a waste of my time and the viewer's time. And then, obviously, get those individual animations and practical and code examples done. And then, in the end, I know I have a nice video. And again, I'm still an amateur at this, of course, but I'm getting better on every iteration, and that's my key thing. You know, my videos back then weren't so good, but they're far better now than they ever were before.
1: Yeah, you're you're hard on yourself, man. And and uh, and and unnecessarily so I'll say <laughs> I just, cause it, the comments in, in the videos are uh, the people are commenting posts uh, are very positive for, for the work you're doing. And you, you touched on one, one audience type for this. So this is somebody who uh, might have a job interview and could use this as a way to help them prepare for that. How, uh, do you have a vision or in your mind uh, who's sitting on the other side of that video and what, what they will likely do with it once they mm-hmm. learn from it?
2: Honestly, anyone. Um, I know there's a certain YouTube channel called Fireship. They aim their videos at technical people who already know the stuff. Whereas my videos, yes, it does focus on obviously some technical bits. It does, for example, assume you know how to write Python code, but I explain the Python code as I get through. So my, the vision of who I think is on the other end of the screen is pretty much anyone. I sent my videos to technical people who already know the subjects and they've learned something to, to non-technical people who are just curious about what it is I'm actually doing. And they've learned something and really it's anyone, but when it comes to job interviews, I think let, let's say that I was having a job interview and something I needed to, to learn from zero is SQL injection. For example, you watch my 18 minute video and you're going to have a great portfolio of things you can talk about just from my video, provided that you understand everything that goes on from start to finish. But of course I've tried my best to make sure you do. And I think it's pretty guaranteed that you will. So in terms of audience, anyone really, but at the same time, I try and make it ready for beginners because I think beginners, there's more people who are wanting to get into cybersecurity and don't know how to, than there are people who are already in cybersecurity. There's quite a lot of gatekeeping in the, uh, uh in, in, the subject area. Cause I think it's quite a daunting area. And I think if I can make someone's life a little bit easier and getting into just even knowing SQL injection on alone. And um, then obviously I'm happy. That's all I ever want really is to teach people skills required to make them successful. Yep. And I've had juniors review my work too. And they've, they've learned a bunch from them, <laughs> you know, inside and outside of YouTube.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing uh, an engineering department, a group of me- developers building the next whiz bang web app for their company and having no clue about any of the AppSec stuff, web yeah app stuff. And they'd be they'd be a perfect audience for this because they obviously they have some technical background, obviously, uh, building mm-hmm. code, mm-hmm. building web apps, of course. Um, yeah, I could totally see them sticking into this and as a team mm-hmm. doing lunch and lunch I do and actually do have a
2: series, which yeah. is for that code side, my OSWE series, where I build a bunch of web apps and break them, like with five or six steps to do it with some pretty cool ad- well, some pretty cool attacks in there. So that though <laughs> that series alone is tailored for those kind of people because we literally write a web app from scratch, do the PHP, SQL, JavaScript, Python. Okay. There's a bunch of things we do in there. Um, and that's my OSW series, which doesn't have any animation in it, but can back up exactly what you're saying with the group of engineers. So I think my channel is pretty much everyone really. Um, but I've had a lot of good feedback on that, on that series alone, even independent of the animation. <laughs> so, if they watch both my series as animated and non animated, I'm sure they would learn something
1: for sure. Nice. nice. <laughs> so, th- tell me a bit about some of the topics. Wh- which ones do you find most joy uh, in creating uh, videos for, and which ones do you find resonate most with with the audience?
2: It's kind of hard to sentence of resonation with the audience because my channel is so small that I don't think YouTube treats it very well. Like I think that if I get, I get, I have a decent amount of subscribers compared to the amount of views I get, I get around probably 25 views a day on my entire channel, um, which is hardly any, <laughs> like it's a tiny amount. Um, but at the same time, like of the subs, I get two to three subscribers a day, um, which is quite a significant amount when you compare it to someone who gets say like, a million video, a million views on their video and they have like hundred subscribers. So I think <laughs> in terms of resonation, I think people are quite likely to subscribe to me and like my content. And I don't have a single video. I think that hasn't, That I think most of my videos are hundred percent liked with 50 or so likes on each video or more for a small video, which is quite a fair amount. So I think it resonates well, yep. but I find that, in terms of viewership, the most popular I've is my OSWE series. So, you know, you've heard of OSCP, uh, the offensive right. security certified professional cert, which is like a pen testing cert. I have an OSWE series, which is the offensive web security certification, which I did uh, about a year ago, I did some videos on, which is in reference to those engineering things we spoke up before about writing the code and securing it. So a lot of people go to those OSWE videos, but I think in terms of resonation, um, those are the main ones, but. From my perspective, I don't enjoy doing those videos as much as the animated ones. I think SQL injection, for example, and I mentioned it a dozen times at this point, it's a covered topic, you know, like there's thousands of videos on the topic. And yet here I am making it anyway, because like I say, I think, yes, they exist, but I think I can do it better. And at the very least, if I don't do it better, I can at least learn the next time for the next video I release. And I think when I do release this video, it should hopefully resonate with people because I put a lot of effort into it. But at the same time, (laughs) I think that the only thing I care about is that people learn stuff and I enjoy building and creating original content for people. My hack the box videos are mostly me just doing the box as quick as I can and explaining it as best I can. They're quite recorded once and uploaded pretty much with very minor editing, whereas my SQL injection video is taking me like three or four days to edit the whole thing pretty much straight. A lot more effort has gone into it. I put a lot more effort into making it fun. Like there's some memes in there, some gifs, little clips here and there, but I've made sure that the key point from start to finish is the viewer is constantly learning stuff. For example, like I have the subscribe, uh, animation says you should subscribe during a clip of something else, not during the actual content I'm trying to teach. So it doesn't, it doesn't dissuade the user away from the content and turn the subscribe button. Cause I think that's not what I'm after. I don't really care about subscribers, but just reminding them to subscribe. So the reason I put my videos together like that is because I care more about the content, the learning. So when this is button does pop up, it's on some irrelevant video, like a little gify meme thing versus the actual content of me coding, which will, again, move the user away from my code that I'm writing. (laughs) Hopefully that answers your question. I think I I I tangented there a lot of this. It's all good stuff.
1: Because you you, you covered something else I wanted to um, maybe hear from, from you about quickly, which is, just kind of the effort. Uh, I don't know if you have, so you have different styles. Obviously the hacked box ones are different than the, than the, uh, the cert ones different from the, the animated ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have a a strategy for which ones you do when, how often? Um, Yeah. You mentioned like three or four days to, to to edit, to create and edit the animated ones. It's three
2: or four days, mostly because I'm getting better at editing. Um, versus being already good and being streamlined. Um, for example, my graphics tablet, which I draw with, broke last week. I think it was Wednesday. So I haven't been able to draw anything. So I've had to just purely edit and basically make up for the lack of editing, uh, lack of animation. <laughs> so I've been forced to pretty much edit my way through the entire video, which has been a good experience, actually. So I've got way better at editing since, because I never really needed to. I just did a few little jump cuts here and there, cut out the stuff I didn't care about, and uploaded um, whereas now I'm actually learn how to do editing far better Done a bunch of research and now I'm far quicker. Like it took me three or four days, but if I were to redo the project tomorrow from scratch, I take me probably a day, two days, cause I'd be far better at it, far more efficient, far quicker. I would just know more how to do it. So I think it's a case of obviously just, uh, re- iteratively learning more and more as I go along. So in terms of like my videos, though, like hack the box. So I first of all have to pwn in the box, which basically means solve the machine, which is a bit like saying you're trying to solve a Sudoku puzzle might take you five minutes, might take you five hours. Um, I've done some really difficult machines and some very long winded machines and those complicated machines may, it might take me 10 seconds to do the attack if you were to like speed run it, but to explain it to a user whilst doing it, that can take time. So I had a video a little while ago, I think it was early access, and even some of the other YouTubers who've got 10,000, 20,000 subscribers were like, this is an insanely complicated video. Like, because there's so many steps in it. I had like probably like a hundred timestamps of all the individual steps I took to, to to solve the box. And it was only a hard machine, too. It wasn't like an insane. So how the box isn't easy, is is easier to record. But I also have to solve the machine first, which can take me five <laughs> hours, can take me ten hours, can take me a weekend. So and they, they, they expire every week, too. So let's say I, I release a box on Saturday. Alongside my actual job, I have to solve the next box. And it might be hard. It might be an insane. It might be an easy rated machine. I look at how long it took the person, because there's a first board saying, who solved this box first when it came out? If it's like two, off, two to five hours, I'm like, yeah, I'm not touching that box. I don't have the time to do it. I don't have the, the capacity to do it. But if it takes them like an hour, an hour and a half, then I'd be like, okay. And bear in mind, these are some of the best guys in the world. They're the first person to, to solve the machine. So their one and a half hours might take me, say, three hours because they're just much better at it than me, um, which is obviously fair enough. But it might take me, you know, 12 hours to solve a machine and the video might only take me 45 minutes to make. Um, so all in all, it took me <laughs> 13, 14 hours to actually get the box out there. But of course, me just solving the box, I'm just chilling, you know, just doing it, just learning as I go along to so benefits both ends. Um, so they are easy to record, but I also have to solve them first. So... It it goes both ways. <laughs> um, in terms of like animation videos, I have to obviously do the storyboarding, do the animation, and I was using Krita before, which is a free animation drawing tool. Amazing, amazing program, um, and I honestly recommend it so much for people who don't want to pay for software because uh, it pretty much does everything I wanted to. But it wasn't quite meeting my needs, and I, I highlighted that on Twitter as well. I said, hey, like uh, this tool I was using, just it was great, but just not fit in my needs. So I upgraded to Adobe Animate. And Adobe animate is better, but I wouldn't say it's amazing. I think I am held back just by the, by the software, but at the same time, it's an improvement. So I'm not going to complain, but that can take me a while uh, as well. Certain things that Critter has that Adobe animate doesn't have or vice versa slows me down. Software being buggy slows me down. Um, me just ruining something (laughs) slows me down. Um, I've done a lot of animation. I just haven't included, um, but I'm getting better at making animation that's going to be in the video, better at streamlining it, better at organizing my work and the way I, I do stuff. Like, for example, in my animations, I draw every bit by bit. I don't just draw the animation and make it move. I actually animate me drawing the thing I'm drawing. Um, for example, like um, I recently had to draw the Docker icon for one of my um, work videos. So I Googled the Docker icon. Docker, for those who aren't aware of it, it's like a whale uh, icon <laughs> drew the whale bit by bit um had to draw it pretty much exactly how it looks on the on the website and then animate it so it looks all cool and how the little boxes like animated and all very fun to look at and it took me not a long time but at the same time it took me a while to get it right to get it perfect and it all adds up honestly um and that was one of the more easier things i've had to draw But I drew it in such a way where you see the whale get drawn manually by scratch. It's tail moves too. It all takes time. (laughs) And that all obviously adds on mine. And I'm also working a nine to five pen testing job too, (laughs) where I do a lot of like out of hours work and on site stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm just trying my best to of course do everything all at once. But I'm just constantly doing something. You know, nine to five plus an additional six, seven hours, whatever of animation hack the box more work or whatever like i don't really stop I'm like pretty much my like 9 a.m till midnight is me doing something work related whether it's animation or or like uh, actual work (laughs) but that's just uh, i'm happy doing that so that's what i do it's
1: the passion (laughs) man it's the passion it's shining shining through for sure and um (laughs) maybe before i I get to the final point uh, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. don't don't give away any anything you don't want to but how does this by doing this obviously hacking the boxes i would imagine helps you with your job but being mm-hmm. able to describe it and then teach others uh obviously you you, you told a story of actually doing this uh internally with some of your, your peers and whatnot but how, how mm-hmm. does this help you uh do better at what you do as a pen tester
2: so the hat the box stuff, more specifically, because I have to actually solve the box, it kind of pushes me to solve it. So on pure technical skills, I might be deciding to do a box that I have no idea how to solve. forces me to learn it, come like, okay, I want to do a video on it. Let's solve the damn thing first, pretty much. And especially if I solve a complicated box of, say, only 200 solves, which is not a lot of solves in the hat the box realm then I think I'm probably providing a unique uh, video. And it also means I have to actually put a lot of work into solve it. If 200 people have only solved it and I'm the 201st person to have solved it, then it obviously must be quite difficult. And therefore I'm learning unique skills that other people may not have, because <laughs> obviously there's a gap in the market for that particular skill set within the hat-the-box machine. Um, in terms of how it helps me at work, um, my ability to describe stuff certainly helps when it comes to describing uh, vulnerabilities to clients. For example, my most recent animation I did for work, you know, I had to explain to the client, oh, like I got RC in like half an hour, like I can obviously explain how I did that. The point is though, behind that is obviously I've only ever got better at describing technical concepts. And I do stutter here and there, not like as an either speech impediment, but like I I, I jumble my words up, you know, when I'm trying to think of technical things, and I'm getting better at not doing that as I go along. And it shows in my videos too, you know, um, I have to edit less stutters out because I'm getting better at explaining technical concepts and really thinking about the way I say things and trying to explain it in the least amount of words with the most impact. And like emails too, you know, explaining technical things over email is quite hard to do. It's quite monotonal. So kind of just really learning how you can explain technical subjects over email, over over voice to clients is all backed by my YouTube. And me talking to you now, for example, like, If I had spoken to you six months ago, I probably wouldn't have been, to the point I am now, no expert at talking, haven't done much actual live audio stuff, but I'm only ever getting better. And that's the thing with YouTube, I'm constantly sharpening my axe kind of thing, you know, whether it's in a technical capacity, a presentational capacity, like I'll probably do a presentation for work probably next year at the next next convention we do. Don't know what it'll be on, but we'll see. (laughs) And obviously did my one a
1: few weeks ago with work internally.
2: It all just helps me really. Um, uh, just look, constantly sharpening the axe, really.
1: Look forward to that. And and this, my friend, is why I wanted to talk to you. It's it's the storytelling, and I know the industry and Twitter and, and LinkedIn and wherever people chat about uh, the the need to storytell. this is why storytelling is important to kind of break down. We talk about it in the context of how does CISO talk to the executive staff and and to the board about what's going on? It's this type of storytelling. Now, obviously you're deep in technical, but the point is tell a story, break it down into Mm -hmm. bits, Mm -hmm. animate it, visualize it. It it all helps. And so everybody listening to this episode, if you take nothing else away from this conversation, take that with you and then, and then go watch a ton of videos. Tell me, tell me (laughs) Sekora, what, um, What's what's uh, your vision? What's what's next? Uh, and how how can people connect with you? Of course, we're going to include a bunch of show note links. Uh, <laughs> sure.
2: So my vision is, um, like you say, just merely doing the best I can at describing technical things to beginners, experienced people, experts, even the experts learning something and the beginners getting on the boat to actually learn something, getting where they need to be. So in terms of my vision, honestly, just deliver the best technical cybersecurity content I can, mostly within the realms of pen testing. Maybe i will breached up barriers too, but right now it's mostly pen testing. So all I want to do is just teach people, no matter who they are, technical subjects in such a way where no experience to expert, they learn something and they learn it well and they feel confident they can take what I've, they can feel confident the five minutes they spend with my video, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. It's been worth their time. And that's all I ever want. I don't want to waste people's time. I don't like boring gaps of air. I want every minute they spend with me to be a learning minute from start to finish the best I can. In terms of getting uh, through to me, my socials. Um, so it would be at SecAura on Twitter. That is SecAura. So S-E-C-A-U-R-A. So Aura. Sure, the link will be in the description of the, of the show notes anyway. In terms of my YouTube, same thing. SecAura. And that is me really, I make, my make animate code program, describe theory, practicals, anything I can to teach you what you need to know about cybersecurity in the pen testing region. And that's why I'm really just one guy trying to teach cybersecurity the best way I can and animation seems to be my, my sharpest
1: tool right now. And I'm constantly improving. Nice. Well, you said uh, you want you want to help everyone learn, and you certainly did that here uh, today. And I, I appreciate you telling your story and sharing a bit about your channel and how you do it and why you do it and who it's for. Um, I sure. wholeheartedly uh, suggest whoever you are, take a look at these videos. Um, I, I can see a number of cases where they can be used to, as you noted, do better in job interviews, to transition into new roles, to help your counterparts in engineering if you're an infosec help them do better at building more secure web apps <laughs> yeah um, yeah. The, 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 the scenarios are endless and, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you doing this work and um, team effort <laughs> yeah exactly and uh, yeah storytelling I'm just going to wrap with that storytelling thanks for sharing your story happy to be here Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. As noted before, there'll be links in the show notes to uh, connect with Sakura and, and uh, watch his channel and anything else that uh, Sakura thinks would be helpful for folks uh, listening to this episode. So thanks, everybody. Catch you on the next one.
2: Catch you, everyone. Thanks.
0: Asgardia by WSO2 is a developer-focused identity and access management solution. Offered as Identity as a Service, or IDaaS, Asgardio by WSO2 creates seamless login experiences to your apps in minutes. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. HITRUST is a leading data protection standards development and certification organization that strives to safeguard sensitive information and manage information risk for global organizations across all industries and throughout the third-party supply chain. Learn more at hitrustalliance.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Security Podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think,